Hey lovers and stargazers, welcome back to another episode of Romantically Lit, a podcast hosted by two undercover hopeless romantics who discover different black romance novels across the diaspora. Yo soy Hana. And yo soy Odelia. And today, we continue our discussion of Tia Williams' novel, Seven Days in June, specifically chapters 8 to 14. Now, if you're hearing us for the first time, welcome and thank you for tuning in. But before you continue, please listen to our previous episode on chapters 1 to 7, because today we'll be sharing a couple spoilers. And on that note, let's get into it. Let's get right into it. I, I thought I had something quirky to say, but I don't. So, mm-hmm. um, I will say though these these chapter. I'm I do know what I want to say. I really, really am. I'm loving this book so far. Like I feel like the characters are so well written and so intricate. Um, yeah, I just I'm really enjoying them. I I love both Genevieve and Shane. I just think they're just, I just, they're just so interesting to me. Um, I like how you said jean the way it's supposed to be pronounced. You know what, last week I read it and because she said she was Creole, I was like, I feel like this name is not Genevieve, no. but I couldn't be sure because, you know, people name their kids what they want to name their kids. Mm, that's true. So, but now that she's told me that jean I'm going to be out here with my best French accent. Um jean and Shane. Anyways, I ship. So yeah, so let's get into it. We're going to get right into chapter eight. Chapter eight takes us back. We're in another throwback edition. We're starting back in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, I was merely seven in 2004, so I don't have a great grasp of what the heck was happening then. Um, anyways, uh, so 2004... We start, we pick up right where we left Genevieve. So she's just had that issue with her mom and her mom's no good boyfriend. Her head is pounding, but it's the first day of school, mm-hmm. which is like a Friday, which is like easily the worst day to start at a new school. And we discover that for the most part, um, which we already knew, she's been moved up and down. I think this is about her third or fourth high school. Um and her headaches have just gotten worse. So she went from being like a 4.0 student with early admissions to Princeton to a student who had to miss a lot of school yeah. with D's. And her admission to Princeton has been uh, rescinded because her grades slipped. I don't know how the American system works because applying through high school uh, for university here in Canada, you don't. I just don't remember universities getting your grades that quickly. Like mm. you would have interim. And then of course, if by the time like the end of the year came and we offered, if you got an early admission and then by the time the end of the year came and your final grade was lower than your interim grades, then you would lose your admission. Not like just randomly. Yeah, That's how I have, I didn't do high school here, but like in the, British system that's how it is as well like yeah. you have your projected grades first and then that's how they admit you um hmm, interesting I don't know how that happened but also it's 2004 so who's snail mailing LOL. somebody's <laughs> English grade to Princeton <laughs> I don't understand yeah but but that was really sad because she did mention that Princeton was supposed to save her yeah but it's awful because of all those migraines that she has um, but yes, it is her first day in school. And obviously, like after all that, you know, 
fiasco that happened early in the morning with her mom and her mom's person um <laughs> she is determined to find friends or make friends yes rather, that's something she's never had she always felt like she was just not fitting with anybody you know she felt like a misfit she felt right like, she felt like she didn't have her community her people so she makes it her her goal for the day i need to find a friend you know what i mean just one singular friend right so you know she tours around the school you know up down up down and she finds her way to the bleachers i guess in a field mm -hmm. and you know from a distance she spots this young man just sitting there eyes color of chestnut as she describes uh, something it. honey chestnut or honey one of the two you know what i mean B brown eyes y'all he's brown got eyes. brown eyes that are kind of like a little scary <laughs> that's what they sound like they said you know a little yeah, scary pretty eyes <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and like when he's in the sun, it's like even more scary. It's like, what are you made of? A vampire. <laughs> scary. Uh, vampire for sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, she makes her way to the bleachers and she sees this this young boy just, you know, just basking, I guess, in the sun with his scary eyes. Um, reading um James Baldwin's book Our Country. Our Country. Which is that our country or another country? I can't, I'm not actually too sure. I'm not sure either, but I know of it because all of y'all be talking about this book and how much it, like, it means to them. So I'm pretty sure it's a very, a very good book, which I want to read one day. Um, and she's drawn to him and she sits right next to him in the bleachers and she's like, hi. <laughs> she starts a conversation. Yeah, she describes him as an angel among mortals. Ooh. Crazy, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's another country. Another country. Perfect. Yeah. And of course, we know this is Shane. Young Shane. Young yeah. Shane Hall. Um, so he doesn't pay her any attention <laughs> when she, you know, walks up to him. I think for him, he feels probably, I'm assuming the same way. I'm a misfit in this society or in this community I'm in. I don't want to be bothered. Um, I'm just going to sit here, chill, and like, I don't know. I think he's drugged up or something. I don't know. He's he's drunk and high. Oh, wow. What Which is so scary when you think about the fact that he's like seventeen. Yeah. Um. And and when he sees her, he's like, "Oh shit! Like, is it a a dealer that I forgot to pay?" And yeah. you're like, "Oh no, he's already in like heaps of trouble." Yeah. And his arm is broken. Yes. Yeah, so he has a cast on his arm because he constantly has broken bones. Um. For reasons we're gonna find out much later on. Actually, before we start trigger warning to anybody's listening we are going to be discussing self-harm at some point yeah so if you do want to bow out here's your warning but uh continue yes so um they have a little conversation but it's a little dry he does no one is opening up it's more of like like why are you here like, what's going on and all that kind of stuff um and i think at this point like sh i think as they're having these slight conversations they started diving into things that are a little bit more intimate from my perspective. Um, like probably asking like, what happened to your arm? And like, and he's looking at her and he's like, what's, what are the, all these scabs that are on your chest and you know, on your arm and that kind of stuff. And the way it's described during the scene is that they felt like they were really connected to each other. Like yeah. they really understood each other automatically. Like it was a very like, I don't know, innate connection. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but that's how it's described in the book. Um, and yeah, what did you think about that? Um, what did I think about two teenagers sitting on a bleacher and having <laughs> a discussion? <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought, dang, he is like I. First of all, I don't think I would have the strength to go on to somebody who looks completely lost <clears throat> on a first day of school and be like, "Hi, I'm Jambiev," uh, <laughs> and then start asking you questions and they're not receptive. I would have been like, "Yeah, bowing out. Yeah. I don't need friends. It's okay." Um, I do think they like you're right. Like the way they describe it, it's like they have this connection immediately Mm -hmm. you know one may say love at first sight like they just feel so drawn to each other and this is pre-knowing all their information so the trauma bond isn't even strong yet but they're both able to sense that both of them have really dark secret terrifying Mm -hmm. like stories and that intrigues them because I guess neither of them have the have ever had somebody where they felt like they could share all that scariness with yeah and in comes this uh both of them and they're like okay this feels strangely safe because you know you do feel safe when you're you know when you feel like yeah like when you feel like you can share your your deepest traumas with them um but yeah and then we were led into class she gets to homeroom and I, you know, I cannot judge nor have an opinion because I did not go to a school this disheveled. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is wild. Like, why would you cut someone's hair? Yeah. So she sits down and and for a second, I won't lie to you, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, not light skin, oppressed Olympics. I don't want to hear this. It is. But, um. (laughs) And it was very unprovoked too because all that young Genevieve 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 sorry no. sorry <laughs> Genevieve she just walked into the classroom obviously she was late um and unprovoked these rowdy teenagers one of the girls I don't know her name is but I know she's wearing apple bottom jeans and, they and call boots with the fur <laughs> exactly like the thong um but it, they keep referring to her as apple bottom <laughs> Right, right, right. All she said was just like she thinks she's Aaliyah because she got half a cup of hair I'm just like, now, hold on. This is my first day in school. Like, what what, what I do to you? Do I know you? I, you know what? I'm so tired. I have to stop you here. I need, if you, <laughs> because a lot of light-skinned girls have this story. Yeah. I went to school with light-skinned people. Mm-hmm. And personally, I'm not here to deny experiences, but I've never had someone who felt bad because. Because <laughs> you had quote-unquote good hair yeah yeah i've never had like been in vicinity where this was an issue for some of you so like i'm just trying to figure like if i don't i would love to have and you i've never heard dark-skinned women be like oh because people come out and they're like oh i was a bully i was this you know i've never had a dark-skinned woman be like yeah i was out here jealous because of their hair No, it's usually because y'all were out here flaunting and making them feel bad for not having these quote-unquote good hair. But for some reason, every light-skinned girl has this weird experience. Like, did you guys come together in a conference and, like... Like, I don't want to deny you, but it's it's just, yeah, how I've, do you all have the same experience, but nobody's heard like... this exact same story once in high school. And I said, really? This happened to you? But this is high school in 2004. I went to high school in 2015. Like, that's when I graduated. So I'm just like, maybe maybe a couple years made a difference. But like, I don't know. But I it's just the same feel... story. You're right. It is the same story. Yeah. Not just like even, like even the media, like across the board. Yeah. It's the same, you know, whatever. Anyway, Apple Bottom is jealous of um, young Ava's hair and 
so she does the most despicable thing by taking a pair of scissors and cutting her ponytail. First of all, where do you even find a pair of scissors that fast? Because Girl, in that school, it seems like they can find <laughs> anything. Quick, quick. You know what I mean? Indomie noodles. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, and Shane's sitting in the back of the class, and yes. she decides to sit in the front because she's known Shane for 3.5 seconds, so she can't be like, hey, bestie. <laughs> um. um, And I guess Apple Bottom has a has a boyfriend or a best friend i don't know some man is her, her boyfriend it's her boyfriend damn and he's like whoop that trick yeah go, like it, it instigating further mm-hmm. right further harm on um on young ava and so of course like shane stands up and starts to to squabble you know what i mean yeah because um, the boyfriend so essentially ava and um apple bottom Mm-hmm. are getting into it mind you the funniest part is the teacher's like i'm gonna go get the principal, the principal. <laughs> you know what the, the teacher was so passive because she's like well this has happened like again this week. Like, yeah at this point <laughs> she's over it yeah i know where she's coming from yeah but she was like yeah i'm gonna go get the principal so ava and um apple bomb getting into it and then for some reason apple bomb's boyfriend decide i'm gonna be a knight in shining armor mm-hmm. don't know why you want to put hands on a girl yep but then he then shane's like okay no we're not doing that yeah and there's some students who are like nope shane got up i'm i'm gonna go because i'm not about to get suspended this close to graduation yeah. because you guys want to have some jewel in the middle of school not my vibe um so she <laughs> So essentially, after that, they 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 just they're going back at it. You know, it's two versus two. It's like WrestleMania up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, teachers come. Oh, before they leave, Applebaum makes sure to pop Ava square in the eye, so she's got a bruised eye. Yeah, everybody ends up in the hospital, but the two people who are stuck there because their parents haven't shown up or their guardians are Ava and Shane. Yeah, and. Ava's having an awful time because she has a headache, which of course is only getting worse because of the uh, punch in the head. Yeah, yeah. And but luckily for her, she's made friends with an official drug dealer. Oh yeah. So he said, "Don't worry about that. I got something for that." Exactly. So he gives her some oxy. Is it oxy he gives her? Yeah. Yep, and she just you know she swallows one. Or two. I don't even know if you swallow a sniff it, y'all. Like that's how far. That's how they, far I'm from. Well, <laughs> from I'm. It. I'm I'm drawn in because I paid attention, not because I <laughs> I know anything about oxy. I do not, could not tell you how to ask it. I'd be at the farm, be like, "Hello, kind sir, <laughs> one oxy, please, one oxy, please." Uh, but they crush it up and they, uh, and then I think she mixes it in her water or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But then, and, yeah, then they decide to like you know run away. Because, exactly. Because when you're that age, you have to, you cannot be discharged from a hospital until you have a guardian come for you. But obviously, these two people who have this strong connection to each other, they come from very similar similar worlds where their caregivers are, well, they're not there. Yeah, because they've tried to call Lizette and she's asleep during this yep. time. Um, which is wild because moms can sleep fine, but like you're not thinking at all. Like, I know, like maybe my, my combat, yeah, you know what I mean? maybe the school call, yeah. maybe this, maybe that. She's just like, I didn't get my hours in before I go in for my hours. Um, 
Um, and Shane, we don't know much about his 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 parents or his his like. I know he's been jumped from foster care and foster care. We don't know much about like the situation there, so we just assume like there's no one there for him. Exactly. And so they both run off, and I guess that's oh, yeah. how Shane Chapter... says. Uh, do you want to go on an adventure? And they're like, yeah, sure. I love when characters go on these mystical adventures. No mystical. <laughs> like what the heck? Maybe because I didn't have the experiences where he's no, like, yeah, I'm let's just home. exactly. <laughs> adventure yeah i would never be able to go out again nope. but Ever. Um, but again we are talking about two children whose parents are neglectful yeah so so yeah they're like yeah let's go and yeah and that's how um that chapter eight ends and then we move on to chapter nine which comes back to present day and it's tuesday tuesday okay so it's tuesday and the theme of this chapter is essentially what Shane and Ava spoke about at the panel that they had in the last episode we talked about. Oh, right. That, that right. breakfast or that the coffee meetup they're going to have. Yep. So now we are, you know, Tuesday, present day. Uh, Shane arrives at the diner earlier than Ava. So he's just sitting there, nerves and all, because he hasn't seen this girl in 15 Junes. So, no, no, no. If he didn't say, is it 15 June? Yeah. 15, I say 15 June, but it's, it's that is years. what he says. Oh, he yeah. does? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Then I guess, like, I just, okay, cool. That makes me feel better about myself. Me and the writer are on the same page here. Okay. <laughs> they say it several times. It's not like, oh, do they? This has definitely been I, in your schema. I've like, <laughs> definitely been saying 15 years, but you know what? We move. Um, oh. So Shane is at the diner. He's nervous, very, very nervous. He sits there, um, and Ava walks in she doesn't instantly notice that shane's there she's probably she's just talking to the hostess and stuff and then Mm -hmm. she spots him and you know she comes down and they both have a conversation yeah so we do find out that uh shane really didn't mean to see ava at the event yeah he knew he was going to see Cece, and he thought okay if i ask Cece, maybe she'll give me information about ava or jean viev as he knows her as Um, but he didn't expect to see her. So that was a shocker. So that's why he was actually shocked. He wasn't pretending on yeah. that part. Yeah. But yeah, but he sees her and, you know, he's, he's happy. He, this is kind of also part of his AA, but I think really he's just trying to find the one that got away. Yeah. He's, he's trying to apologize. I think yeah. that's why he keeps convincing himself. Like, I'm here to apologize. I'm here to make amends. I, the way things ended was awful. So like, I want to tell you, like, I'm sorry. But the way, when they get to talking about it like i don't know what he did what promise he broke she keeps mentioning that he broke a promise yeah 15 junes ago which is kind of it had to be a big promise if like you've gone off went to university got married got divorced had a kid you've had a somewhat successful career he has as well Mm -hmm. i understand her like um her resentment towards him though uh but we'll get into that. But like for you to hold on to that for fifteen years is crazy. It's too much. I would have I would have forgotten about it by the third year. <laughs> like I really need to know what he did. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, and you know, they their conversation is very it's serious, but it's also like lighthearted a little bit because they're throwing jokes well, he's throwing like sarcastic stuff in and out. Yeah. Um, they definitely have a very I don't know, they have a very cute like I can imagine how their relationship was when they were kids, like the and and how it is and how it translates now into adulthood. Like they're very connected to each other in that way. But obviously Ava is really hurt by whatever this promise that he broke. Um, 
I, I like yeah. the at some point as he was talking, he's just like they're talking about um now the books because obviously yeah eight in Shane's book and Sebastian in Ava's book are really are each other. Yeah. Um the resemblance is strong. Um it's not strong, it's a literal <laughs> copy paste situation here. <laughs> it really is, honestly. Like even like the the vampire having the bronze eyes, I said and then Shane having the chestnut eyes. I'm like, girl, like he said, <laughs> you put a Creole hex on me in yeah. the books. And I was like, that is hilarious. That's funny. That's really funny. Um, but I guess they're just going back and forth about like, well, you wrote in this in this book, you yeah. said this about me and you described me as this. And then, well, you described me as like a lost child in, in your book. And like, oh. So they're just honestly going back and forth about it. Um, and I think like there's something that Shane says that is so cute. Can I? I feel like it's what I have. Is it that when he said, I'm not writing about you, I'm writing to you? Yes, that he's when he said that that was great. Ugh, I, I love that. <laughs> it made me blush a little bit. <laughs> and then also when Ava was was almost like complaining, like, why would you describe me as that way in the in, as yeah. me, Oh, in the book? yes. And he said, I don't think I don't think you're unlovable. I he said, I literally wanted to drown in your bath water. That's yeah. How he describes his feelings towards her. And I said, damn, drowning my bath water? That's disgusting, but hey. <laughs> and he says, the reason I like idealize you in my writing is because I idealize you in real life. Like, yeah. And I, I think that's one thing I love about Shane is like, like I'm glad that he's honest. He's straight to the point. Oh, yeah. Like, this is what I'm feeling. This is how I feel. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm right, like, I'm being honest, which I appreciate. Because yeah. if you're both hiding behind their words, I would have thrown this book at the wall. 100%. Um, <laughs> like, he's he's talking like he's running out of time. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, well, yeah. we're here now. Like, 15 years have gone by. Like, I want to I wanna, I wanna tell you exactly how it is. Um, as they're going through their little conversations, um, I think Shane sort of inquires about Ava's not Ava, Ava's daughter Audrey's father yeah and then you know like she doesn't really give much information but he wanted to like know and then he does something that I think that triggers Ava and makes her feel a little bit sad when he says like are you happy oh my god the, immediately when he said that you know I thought of you know Neo's song do you He's like in no. that song. He's writing a letter to like his ex who just had a baby, oh. and he, or he's on the phone or something. Like in the music video, he's like on the phone. And mm -hmm. He's like, he's like, I don't want to get into your relationship. I'm not trying to intrude. But it's like if you weren't trying to intrude, you wouldn't be contacting me. Yes. And he essentially is asking her. He's like, I miss you. Like, do you miss me? And I felt the same way. Like, why are you gonna ask me if I'm I know happy? This song. You do know this I do song. Know song. I mean, the king of R&B, Neo. Yeah, you I keep do know saying the song. that he's not. Okay, I love him. He's a prince, but Usher is right there. <laughs> You're right. Usher's the king. Neo's the prince. Um, yes, I do know that song, and I think that just makes Ava feel like, like, what, what are we doing here, man? What are we doing here? But it's eventually that it leaves. It, it leads to her leaving the diner in tears. Yeah, and Shane feels awful because he doesn't want to make her sad because he feels like he has done so much quote unquote harm to her. Um, and seeing her leave was just it was it was it was painful for him to watch her go. Um, and she has like a busy day either way. Oh yeah, oh girl, so. busy this Tuesday morning. So straight up from this after meeting with um Shane, she goes to a brunch spot to meet up with Belinda and Cece, and this jumps yeah. into chapter ten. 
Um, so <laughs> three girls are sitting there, you know, how brunch girls do, you know what I mean? And Ava doesn't give too much, but sort of like implies that Shane was her her and Shane were seeing each other when they were young. She did she okay, I was actually surprised that she told them at all, but yeah. I guess considering the spectacle they made of themselves at the um the thing, they had no choice. Yeah. But she she makes it clear we dated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was hormone induced as she's like trying to describe it. But Belinda's like, I literally sat between you two as you were talking to each other. Yeah, that was deeper than that. You literally wrote several, fourteen books about this man, <laughs> and, and he's written four about you. And like Shane does mention, like in the previous chapter, he for sure is writing to her. Yeah, and not to anybody else. And he knows that she's reading. He knew that she was reading her stuff because he would read hers. Yeah. And there'd be very specific, like, symbols in there. Like, the fact that uh, Gia's character has to kill somebody eight, eight times. times. Okay, girl. So, like, if this is somebody who is just hormone-induced, you would not be using symbolism exactly. to do all that. And Belinda even says she's had that experience where she wrote a poem about a sexual partner that she had. Um, (laughs) so she knows what she's talking about yeah um but then she she just keeps trying to undermine this issue she's like it's not that serious it's whatever like whatever but we know it's serious because she's she was very moved when he showed up at that panel like she was honestly almost speechless but also to the fact that shane is a clue into her past which she's not shared with belinda or Cece at all and these are her closest friends which is like crazy i don't know how she's done that you never told your friends where you're from like nothing but then the way cc like describes their mindset or the narrator is that like that's what happens i guess when you get to new york people just drop whatever you, you know can be whoever you want i guess but i still be like where are you from like who are you yeah, that's true. I've actually heard that being used a lot in terms of, like, people who move to big cities like New yeah. York, where they say, like, I'm starting afresh, like, you know, like, I'm somebody else, I'm changing my name, which is what, honestly, what Ava sort of did. With exactly. Life. Not New York specifically, but once she left where she was from, she's like, yeah, name is gone, um, and everything, change a new identity. Um, and she's just running away. She's running away from her, from her past. Uh, but, you know, I always catch up with you, girl. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, always will. Um, but yeah, so busy, busy day for Ava. So after she reveals to her two close friends, Belinda and Cece, about her past relationship with Shane, she now has to go to Crosby Street to speak to her producer and new director because they're turning her fourteen cursed books into a <laughs> yeah. film. Okay, into motion picture. Um, and the conversation. Personally, I think it would go better as a series, but that's just me. <laughs> You're right, because 14 books cannot be packed into one, like, two hours. No, you're movie. talking about 14 se- uh, seasons right yeah, there. That's a or lot. Or maybe, even if you want to do 14 movies, people are going to get tired, but 14 seasons? Yeah. It's Look at Supernatural. Much. I swear it's on, like, season 22. <laughs> so. I think to give justice to, like, 
you know, to a for yeah, you're right. Like you just can't, you know, two hours is not enough. Like it's gonna be sped up. I don't know how good the quality is gonna be, but like now looking at how the director was thinking, I said, well, this may oh, this, this made may me plop. mad. This so, made me mad. Essentially, after her brunch with uh, Cece and Belinda, now she's uh, in a hotel somewhere and she's speaking to her producer and future director. And the conversation is going, it's flowing, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's excited about, like, the visuals. But now, it gets very weird when they start talking about casting. Because their director is saying, well, okay, in terms of casting, I'm thinking, (laughs) I'm thinking Tom Holland for Sebastian and Kendall Kendall Jenner for Gia. Like, damn. Stop me. If you're going to insult me, at least pick a good actress. Does Kendall Jenner even... Kendall Jenner... Girl. Kendall Jenner can even do a current <laughs> job. As I, I don't know what Honestly, uh, I think Ava mother? says she can barely play herself. Have you seen her on a runway? It's like she's walking the plank. <laughs> I'm glad we all have the same <laughs> thoughts about Kendall Jenner. No, because Miss Mamas gives nothing like, all the time. All the time. Like, the Met Gala just passed, and I don't know if you saw her post, her, like, after-party yeah, look. It's just... I was like, dang, Met- how can you be so boring? I, like, right. She is just boring. There's no, there's nothing entertaining nothing. about... Nothing! There's nothing cu- curious about her face, about how she moves about her life. You're just... You're just plain bread, girl. You're wonder bread. I know it makes her so mad when we say that, and then on top it's of that, true, call her a Nepo baby. Because true, the least girl. you could do is like be like Bella Hadid. You know, she's a Nepo baby, but she's giving face, she even does. though she bought it in the plastic surgery <laughs> table. <laughs> you know, she's giving us a walk. She's yeah, she interesting. Does. Yeah. Kendall gives us dot 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 what. <laughs> Like, there's really nothing here. Like, what? You know what I mean? So for you to now... And then, okay, another thing is, not only are these books, like, fantasy and acting, yeah. they're also erotic to a sense. Yeah. Do Kendall Jenner and, and Tom, Tom Holland have... Do they look like they would have any chemistry on screen? Please. <laughs> they're not even the same height, and that's no shade to Tom Holland. <laughs> like, right. I didn't even think about the height difference. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, a, like, a brown-eyed, like, no, hazel-eyed Tom Holland? Like, no. At this point, I'll take anybody. Please! Like, it was dang. an awful combination. Um, And, like, obviously, another thing is that these, like you mentioned, like, this is not supposed to be, like, a, a real thing that's happening. It's, it's fiction, right? Yes. Meaning that you could essentially cast like what is wrong with casting black people to do it because it's written for black so what the director says is that and and this part upset me but i i and and i'm like you're saying this and you don't realize how messed up it is yeah is that saying like a character is like let's say a vampire and black is just too out there yeah because from how she's describing it, they don't even see black people as human. Mm-hmm. So now you're adding a, a fantasy element, which is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Then you throw on top a racial aspect. That's two fantasies, and it's just too much. And I'm just like, homegirl, you're not hearing what you're saying? You're basically saying that black people are not humans. Do they either get to be black or they get to be elves? Which one is it? Yep. And then she even goes as far as to say, like, would you watch, like, a Filipino, like... I don't even know, like, mystical movie. And she's like, yeah, I would yeah, eat well, that up. 100%, girl. And I was just like, wow. And it made sense, though, because when you think about real life and, like, how people get so, so mad yeah. when you have, like, black actors cast in things like Star Wars or, like, Harry Potter, The Lord of the Rings, how angry people who for sure live in their mother's basements get, um, you know, when it's they're like, like, you're ruining 
the legacy. I'm just like, what? what Hermione's not supposed to be black. Hermione's not real. Exactly. Nine and three quarters station does not exist. It does not. Try running to the track. Do you know what you'll get? Hit by the train. Exactly. I promise you. Like, you do not need to. It's it's not real. It's yeah. not real. And uh, it's just so crazy. Do you know reminds me of? Mm. Um, rest in peace, Chad Bozeman. But when he was on Jesus and Meryl, they used to do this thing when they existed. Missed them. Uh, where they would have them say like their rainbow thought of the day for their guests and his was like in the future black people are here we're still amazing we're still magical because realistically white people don't imagine worlds where we exist which is so crazy because i met i'm unfortunately forced to think about worlds where they do exist yep and i guess that's how medias work because now they're bombarded into our faces but i'm like there again there's not that many like you know mystical look yeah. i'm still waiting for children of blood and bones to get girl on the tv screen we've been waiting man it keeps getting shopping, shopping it net, and buying it and shopping it like you're right yeah and i feel like i feel like if they get a really good partner they can really blow up that film and just almost like open the doors into like you guys like look this is very possible and the ratings will be high as well because it's very possible to be a vampire and black like it, come on now um, and of course, like the director is saying this for economic reasons. It's just like, at the end of the day, the bottom line is like, we need to make money. Yeah. And our, our audiences would want to see white characters on their And TV the thing screen. is, all three of them have something on the line. Yeah. So obviously Ava's just trying to put food on the table and yep. this will help. The director's done one film already and she's really, really worried about not being a one hit wonder. Yeah. And then her producer... Uh, she's like the daughter of one of the like guitarists for Earth, Wind, and Fire. She's yep. been in sitcoms. She's bought and sold things. But you know, at the end of the day, it's a business for her. It's an investment. You want this to go well. Yeah. So you're thinking, how can this make money? Because you're she. Unfortunately, she's right. They're not gonna want to buy two black people running around on brooms and with fangs in their mouth. Like it's just that's just the reality of Hollywood. Even though it drives me insane. It's. But, it's a very disgusting world we live in. And like, as Ava is taking this all in from the director, she's just like, oh my God, this is, I'm going to feel like a sellout. Ugh, I would sellout. too. I would try and buy back my rights. <laughs> Some, somehow. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to do it, but somehow. And like, as she was having this conversation with the director, even like she was, she was definitely reluctant to be like, be okay with the fact that they're changing the whitewashing her her book essentially and the producer is texting her saying this is the best this is the best you got girl yeah before we start hitting d-list uh yeah directors girl you gotta take this one because it's uh, beyond this i don't know what you want like you want to go independent you want to fund this on, on your own but what i don't understand as well is okay the year that we're in is 2019 yeah so that means we're in like a post and she says it, but she's like Wakanda exists. Yeah. But then she also mentioned that Wakanda, like Black Panther, there's a Marvel backing. Yeah. And you're looking for money. But at the same time though, in the most recent years, I know it's trickled out because of whatever, but I feel like in that time period, they would have just bought it anyways. Like there's just so much, there was more of a push for like diverse media at that time even though it wouldn't have lasted netflix probably would have canceled it after one season yeah. but like i don't know i don't know i feel like i don't they know could how do their more. books balance honestly my for me at the end of the day i feel like the automatic like mentality was was would be to always cast somebody who was closest to whiteness to yeah. sell anything even the names that ava herself were saying like zendaya 
Yeah. I mean, you know, there's always particular... I love Zendaya. I love her. Oh, yeah. Love the girl. <laughs> um, but there's always specific names, like black names that get chosen. Zendaya, yeah. Amanda Steinberg. And I Yara love these Shahidi, girls, but look at them. You know. But let's see. <laughs> they all come from, you know... They're they're a little they're a little mixed, you know what I mean? <laughs> a little, uh, yeah, because you're close you're closer to you're more palatable to a white audience. Yeah, so you're gonna be picked every single time. I don't expect to find I don't know who who who, who would I find? Um, give me a young black. And actress. that's another thing because I'm sitting here and I'm seeing their faces in my head. Yeah. I can't tell you their names. I'm like that's shameful on my part because in who's my a, head who's, who's a girl from Old Guard? I love her. She could play a, she would play Kiki. a great, Kiki, uh, yeah. you know what I'm talking about, you're almost there, girl, <laughs> you're almost there, anyway, her from um, Old Guard, she would have been amazing, that's also she was a great also in, movie, if Bill Street could talk, um, you see, and we're sitting here going, Mary um, Jenkins, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Kiki, not Kiki Banjo's thinking, <laughs> anyway, her, no, I gotta um, figure it out now, but that is just how, Kiki Light, Kiki, Thank you. Thank you so much. That is just how society is. But even Kiki, if we if we take a little turn from this, when she was filming, um, what's that show, that movie with Harry Styles in it? Okay, I don't remember the name because I never saw it, but it, if you're listening, you definitely know what it is. The one with um, Florence Pugh yeah, the and movie Olivia Wilde. The one that had, like, did he spit on Chris Pine? Yeah. Did he not <laughs> spit on Chris Pine? But, like, Kiki herself said that she had an awful time filming that movie. Her yeah. and the only other person of color on that movie had very limited lines. They did yeah. not really promote the movie whatsoever. I heard the movie wasn't that good. Clearly, Oscar season came and went. Olivia Wilde made no noise. Personally, I was team Sudeikis <laughs> because I love me t- some Ted Lasso, okay? <laughs> But here we are. Olivia Wilde, what's she giving me? Who is Olivia Wilde to me? <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, I, I, Wilde, could I not, can't tell the difference. I don't know one thing that she's been in. She's been in a movie. But you know what I do love? Watermelon Sugar. <laughs> we always have our hearts for Harry Styles. You do you, Harry Styles. Anyway, so... After this whole conversation, of course, Kiki, uh, Kiki. <laughs> Ava is a little bit reluctant about, you know, making this decision of whitewashing her characters, but she has no choice but to just give in. She's just like, like, it's this or like, I'm my, you know, Audrey's not going to be able to go to this private school anymore. So speaking of Audrey, speaking of Audrey. So after she has this meeting with the director producer, she makes her way to her parent, parent teacher, um, conference meeting. Is it co- parent teacher meeting? Parent teacher conference. I think it's both. One of those, you know what I mean? When, the, when your parents show up. Um, and it's not for good reasons, y'all. <laughs> because the very bougie principal informs Ava that her daughter, um, one of her little Snapchat therapy sessions, she had a uh, a guest whose mom is the dean of, of students at the school, confess that his mother is essentially having... It's real, not essentially. She's the dean real, of okay, students is having relations with an English with lit the teacher. English lit teacher. Okay. The thing is that it's not just word of mouth. There is a video. Oh, was there actually a video? Yeah, because because it said um, that feeling like, when you know 
you getting back shots no no i thought it was just like a meme where it's like no it said a meme it said that feeling when your mom is getting back shots from your teachers that makes me feel so much better because i thought it because i heard snapchat session and i said i said no how is this possible it might have been i'm not i don't know we we don't know what's going on here y'all allegedly like wendy williams would say but (laughs) allegedly (laughs) that's pretty allegedly everything because legal's upstairs y'all um well so, legally this dean of students can't be my ass so i'm gonna say she was out here getting back shots from the english lit teacher but she was and so because it was happening in audrey's little uh snapchat therapy sessions she's being called in and being like girl in audrey's defense she had stopped the sessions when her and the teacher told her to she somebody did. had just saved it yeah. and it's found its way around at this particular time and that's awful because I hate people who save things that are supposed to be expired in 24 hours. <laughs> Why are you saving my snaps? For who? Because that's I, so FBI juicy. You. Okay, if you're going to talk about how the teacher and the dean of students are getting it on, I too will be saving. Screenshot it. Really, Odilia? That is hot goss. Oh my, who are you sharing it with? My besties. I'd be like, oh, y'all, girl. first of all, Han is so slow on the internet. <laughs> so I would have to screenshot <laughs> it so that way I could send it to her and make sure she's aware of what's happening so yeah. you would be the reason that i'd have to save it you're right because when i <laughs> hop onto social media the fuss is done exactly said, what happened y'all what happened? Am, I, am i late like, girl you missed the train <laughs> anywho so of course this is really really upsetting for ava to hear that audrey you know is sort of associated with this type of like happenings um because she's just like damn like this girl like I'm doing everything. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying really hard to raise the girl, do my own thing, and like you know, fix this migraine I got. She's never gonna fix it, but like handle the migraine I have. To, I've been cursed with. Honestly, um, I I too was shocked because she had been going on. She's like my star pupil, my favorite child. Like I love Top her. She's perfect. Team, you know I mean? And then she's like, Audrey's just suspended. I literally, I was like, what the? Like yeah, I took a step back. A little bit too much. I I think a little bit too much. I'm just like by association. But she sent it though. It was from her account. Yeah, it was, but we don't do those sessions no more. Yeah, but so you put aftermath. that information out there. You're right. And as her You're mother right. later points out, you ruined a marriage in the in She did. And also but if why you that boy confessed that his mother Okay, you know what put, I mean? Okay. But let's hear this out. If you're supposed to be a therapist, Miss Audrey, don't you know that therapists are supposed to have like patient doctor confidentiality? Why are you putting my business on Snapchat for the ghost right. app to hear? So right. you failed, okay? Well, she's also a child. And that is the problem because you, remember you came into the session and you're like, Audrey, so, no, I think that's actually was me. I was like, she's so she's smart. She's a tyrant, that's what I said. But, but she's you know, a child. What I mean to say is that, yes, she, what I mean to say now, because <laughs> I've, I've moved, I've changed. <laughs> right, um, no, of course. Is that she is a child and obviously she's very, She's very um, ambitious about what she wants to do in the future. She wants to be a little celebrity therapist and everything. Mm-hmm. But she's also in a child's body. And maybe she doesn't really understand how these things can affect <laughs> around what's going yeah. on around her. Anyway, my girl's suspended. So her mother, who loves her very much, mm-hmm. makes a deal with the, the principal. Who she, as soon as the door closes, her and the principal have a little understanding. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God, Ava, like what the heck? Mm-hmm. She's like, how can I reverse this? How can I fix this? Because now Audrey, not only she, 
suspended, she may be off the honor society next year if the school board uh, decides that. Yeah. And she's like, well, I need an English English lit teacher. And I was like, of course. Of course you need an English lit teacher. And you just met someone who told you now he teaches. Yeah. And his name is Shane Hall. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, of course. Here we go. I need... You know what, T. Williams, you got me there. I didn't see that one coming. I didn't see it either. <laughs> I said, yeah, 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 that sounds great. And I was like, you don't even want him here. But you know what? Any- mothers will do anything for their children. Yeah, do. So she exits the room, and she, like most mothers, is livid. Yeah. Livid. And she's like, I don't ask. You know when parents give you that speech, I don't ask anything of you. Just yep. get good grades. Yep. Just do this. And then Audrey is like, I don't even like art, okay? Yeah. I just do it because you want me to do it. I want to be a celebrity therapist and to own a nail salon. And she's <laughs> like, you never even told me you wanted to own a nail salon. She's like, yeah, well, I thought it. So, and then she goes on to say some very mean things about her mom yeah. that I cannot lie. I was like, oh, if that was my mama, she, we would have been squabbling in the school. Imagine. Uh, <laughs> in, the hallway, in the hallway, yeah. Hands. She, like, says that her mom is essentially boring, has no life, unhappy, has no love, doesn't do anything. And it was, like, she doesn't want to. She's trying to be, you know, like a progressive parent. But I would have said worse. But she's essentially like, listen here, little girl. Mm -hmm. You want why I have no life? Because of you. Yep. You take up all my time. Mm -hmm. You take up all my energy. Mm -hmm. I do everything so that you have a great life. So you, she says... I'm boring so that you can be a butterfly, mm-hmm. which has been her mission because she wants her child to have a stable life that she didn't have and yeah. to be able to, you know, be a butterfly and let her wings go as far as they can take her. And she's telling her, like, I'm doing all these for you. And they're, the two of them are not known to argue. They're very open with each other, which you can tell based on how Audrey speaks. Like, you can tell. And she has that only child, like, aspect you can just always tell when someone's an only child yeah, they're they're way too close to the parents it's like damn yeah like that's together? not your buddy that's like, not your buddy you have a sibling to be an accomplice with yes so you just go to your yeah and then she's just like you know what let's just let's just go yeah. so that chapter ends with some mother mother daughter conflict which i it made me very uncomfortable oh yeah i hate that yeah um, and yeah, so after that, we hop onto chapter 11 and this chapter mainly focuses on, on Shane. Actually, before we even hop into chapter 11, I, I wanted to point out that when she does, Ava goes through her phone after her, her little bickering with her daughter, um, Shane is texting her basically. Oh saying, yeah. Please call me. I'm begging you to call me. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Shane sounds so desperate? Well, okay. He kind of is, but he didn't say the way I said it, y'all. Okay. But he's essentially <laughs> telling her to please call him back. Um, and then, at, and then at some point he's almost like doubting himself. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I know, like, and I'm so sorry I did this to you. He's like, well, no, you know what? You need to call me back because I, we have some explaining to do. Um, anyway, she doesn't reply back to him, but yeah, what did he say? He says, I'm going to be here all week. I'm going to be staying at, I don't remember the address, um, but it's a very meaningful location in New York. He's like, come any time of the day, I will be there. Let's just talk this out. Yeah. Which leads to chapter 11 because Shane is going on a run because he's, he's having a lot of emotions and because he's sober now, he's got to (laughs) run. And I could not think of nothing worse to do. <laughs> running. 
<laughs> but he's going at it. He's trying his best. He's running and he's thinking. He's running and he's thinking. And his phone goes off. And he's a real runner, as he's describing, because he's got the Nike gear. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, the Bluetooth set. Yeah, like, does. you know the obnoxious people? You're just like, ugh, you got your life together. I hate it. I hate it. Runners <laughs> think they're better than me. They really do. Especially if you run in the rain. Oh, oh. look at you. <laughs> God's favorite child. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I don't like runners. So then, <laughs> so then his phone goes off, and his phone, which he has uh, strapped to his shoulder like a little profesh. Wow. And he takes it out, but he does something that's very against runner etiquette. He just stops right in the middle of the path, and everybody behind him, like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. But he <laughs> thinks his girl, or soon to be, or will be again. His girl Ava's uh, sending him a message, but no, it's actually the four children he's pseudo adopted from his adventures as an English lit-, lit teacher around the country, mm-hmm. and they're all texting with like different Updates problems. About their lives. Yeah, um, it's it's very cute, and so he, t- I think he goes to like Marisol. I think there's like a James there. I don't know. I don't, I'm just making up names right now. I do remember some other things. One of them was like talking about how one of the teachers thought like WTF meant like were their friends or something. Yeah. And then another one's like me and this person, we're like we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Yeah. And the other person was just like, they had like a funny question. But the one that warmed my very cold heart yeah. was Ty, who we met before he went to New York. He says, I like the planetarium, which is all he says. But yeah. I was like, I was on the subway like, oh, <laughs> I, I read in the subway too. And honestly, it made me want to cry a little bit because the last time we saw um, the conversation between Shane and and Ty, he Shane said that he was not even sure if he yeah. was gonna make it. You know, like I got this internship for him at this at this place, but I don't I don't expect him to go at all. Yeah, because of like the environment that he's in. But like him saying that, hey, I really like it is it just warms my heart. I'm just like, okay, so good, we're making steps here. It's working, whatever it is, it's working. Um, and he and does really heart. like it. Like mm-hmm. he describes a. Uh, he just feels like anything is possible when he's there. Yeah. He, there's somebody there who calls it a funny name. I can't remember what the name is, but and there's a girl there that he likes, and mm-hmm. he's asking Shane like advice, and Shane is being his normal exuberant self, saying a lot of things that are just too much at, at the time. Yeah, and Ty's like, I just want to know, should I take her to Cold Stone Brewery or not? Yeah, ice cream brewery. Yes. Not the not a beer place because I was unfamiliar with Cold Stove till. I love me some Cold Stone Creamery. Mm, mm, Creamery, mm, I said brewery. Mm, See, I don't even yeah. know this place, but like a Baskin Robbins, you know, yes, it's like a Baskin Robbins, but they, they make the ice cream in front of you almost. Oh, like do they? they? So, so like chop it up for you. And oh, one of those so things. Of those. Yeah, it's really cool. Why do people do that? Girl, I don't know, but it's entertaining. It's like going to a Subway where you're getting ice cream. <laughs> um, and so I think Ty. Ty asked Shane a very interesting question, text him a very interesting question, like, how do you know you're feeling somebody? Yeah. You know I mean? And of course, this makes a lot of, it, Shane also is in those kind of like motions because he just met up with Ava and so he's feeling like, and that Ava's his soulmate, right? Right. And the, I don't know, dude, I've never been in love before, but I was very interested to see what Shane's reply was going to be because he said, um, it's, it's something, it feels something like dramatic happened and you don't know your insides have been ripped open until after the fact. So you don't know you're in love or you're feeling someone until like a couple, a couple, you, you spend a little bit of time away from them and you're just like, oh, I, I feel attached to this person. I feel like I yeah. need this person. Yeah. And I thought that was really cute. That's what I really picked up the most from their conversation. 
And me and Ty had the same reaction, like, hey, just man, shrugging. just speak English. <laughs> you know why it's funny? Because he, cause Shane described it more like being shot. And he's like, man, I don't yes. want to be shot. <laughs> That's what he said. He was like, it's like being shot. And I was like, nah, I don't want to be shot, fam. <laughs> he's like, yeah, fam, I don't want to be shot. And I love it, like, because, like, Ty's, like, he's not replying instantly, I guess. No. It's, like, a silence. And then, like, Shane will be like, are you shrugging? He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's, no, they're on the phone. He calls him as soon as he gets the text. Yeah. So he's asking him stuff. And instead of just saying, I don't know, this man's literally shrugging. Yeah. And he's like, I got to work with him on his communication. And I was just like, dude, you know he can't see you, right? Like, yeah. it's not FaceTime. Exactly. And so it's 2004, so there is no FaceTime. Oh, my God. Odilia. What? <laughs> you know... You're right. There's no FaceTime. Wait, no, no, it's wait, not 2004. It's 2019. Oh. Oh, I was about here and be like, wait, let me just do something a little. This is present day. Okay, well. Like, you shook me for a second. Either way, they're not on I FaceTime. Like no FaceTime? Oh my God. What do you do? You send letters with, through a raven? Anyway, I'm acting like 2004 was like bach bach then. Honestly, it was only 20 something right. odd years. And I was a youngie. Anyway. Um, so after the close of that chapter, we move on to chapter 12 and this is another flashback to 2004, 2004. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is the, this is the same day, uh, when Sh- young Shane and young Ava, um, escaped from the, <laughs> escaped to run away from the hospital. <laughs> okay. And now it's like the middle of the night and Shane takes, um, Ava to a, a mansion. A mansion. And I'm just like, now hold oh, up. An uh, unoccupied mansion, though. It's furnished, but there's no one essentially. Nobody's in been there. in there because the owner is an ambassador to Japan. Yeah. So he's not, excuse me, he's not there. But his daughter goes to school at Georgetown. Yeah. This was all really creepy to me, first of all. On many but, levels. <laughs> <laughs> and his daughter allow Shane to go in and out of the house because she knows it's empty mm. and she knows that he literally has nowhere else to go. Yeah. So she he he of course asked permission can I come? He didn't say that Ava was coming with him. Mm-hmm. This is 2004 by the way. <laughs> um, I don't remember if we said that or not. Yeah. But he he goes in, he's familiar with the place, he goes under her bed, finds her drug stash and it's labeled like different things for different uses and yeah. They're going through it and they end up just taking like a long nap. So when this girl comes in, she knows that Shane is there and she thinks Shane's there for a hookup, Mm -hmm. which is messed up because the girl in question is 22 years old and and Shane is fianced. Oh, right. Yeah. She's supposed to I don't care about that. She's about to be married. Right, right. She's about to have her last name dropped. Okay. Um, So... Very interesting. And I think in the beginning of the chapter, Shane was afraid of Ava asking him, like, how do you yeah, know these people? Yeah. Because he was too embarrassed to tell her, like, yeah. you know. I'm and gonna, he's alluded to it a couple times that yeah. that's, like, as soon as he was old enough to realize that, like, women like him, it was so messed up. It's so messed up. Yeah. Like, I just want to give him a big fictional hug. <laughs> like, uh, that's so messed up for a child to go through, man. It is. Like, think about yourself at 17. It was not long ago, but, like, still. She said it's not that long ago. (laughs) 
It's getting longer and longer. Let me tell you. That's why I said, wow, that was 17. Well, (laughs) back in my day. (laughs) But no, you're right. Because at 17, you're bright-eyed, naive. You know what I mean? You're just trying to survive. You don't know what good or bad is. You're just moving. So being, I would say, exploited. Because yeah. the person who this this woman yeah. is, <laughs> girl, you are you and you 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 approaching your mid twenties. Like you, at this point, you should know exactly. right, a, a little bit about life. So she was definitely doing things. Um, yeah. So they go to they go to this house now. You know they take a, a long ass nap. This girl walks in and she notices that the Shane is laying in the bed with the stranger who yeah. we know is Ava. And she doesn't seem to be a mean person. No. I think she's very accommodating and understands. And maybe she has a more like intimate knowledge about Shane's background. We don't know. She does because yeah. she knows that he's not been in a foster home. He's been in like a group home yeah. where they send kids who have failed at foster homes. Yeah. And the way she sounds, it literally sounds like hell. Like you're either the good kids are drugged up to a point where they cannot like participate in society and the bad ones are like constantly running away and Shane I guess is the bad one yeah um and it sounds like after she googled it it just sounds like an awful place for him to be so that's why she offers her home to him Mm -hmm. knowing that's gonna be empty she like gets uh what I don't like though is like she does get like green peas like frozen peas to put on their bruises so Mm -hmm. they don't like scar whatever swell Mm -hmm. but she also gets like a bottle of vodka for Shame. shame because that's the only way he can wake up like he's at this age he's already so deep in his addiction yeah um but she's looking at them and she one of the reasons that she's not jealous because she's 122 and she knows she says to herself like essentially she's smart enough to know not to get hooked Attached to someone like to shame time bomb. yes she it. doesn't see him going far yeah and but she's like a young 17 year old girl she she doesn't have that sense so she she almost pities ava in that moment yeah so yeah and honestly i i would too have like <laughs> but he turned out okay he turned out great he turned out great you know a little rough around the edges you know what i mean here and but there. to be fair like it, it must have been really rough because he said he's only been sober for less than three years so if you take away three from 15 that's still 12 years of turmoil that he had to go through yep and he didn't have anything anchoring him like the way uh ava did with her daughter like Oof, that must have been rough. It very rough. Um, so they end up sleeping for like thirteen hours or so. Yeah. Like the the the, the girls were beat. Um. Anyway, they wake up almost like not knowing what's going on. But yeah. Shane wakes up first, and at this point, like he's really like looking at Ava, and you know that he's in love with her instantly. Yeah. Um. He loves the smell of her coconut hair and oil. Um. Uh, her the coconut oil in her hair. Sorry. Um. And like he just she looks so peaceful and stuff. He notices the vodka that's being left for him, so he tries to like maneuver his way to try and reach for it, and this obviously wakes up Ava. Yeah. Um, and I think they have like a brief conversation, and as they're talking, Ava's phone is buzzing because yep. her mama's looking for her. Exactly. Um, and of course, this triggers her in a way. She's just like she's trying to ignore it, but it's still there. Yes. Um, and it's making her a little bit uncomfortable because it's buzzing, and then like this man here is talking to you. Um. What ends up what ends up happening is that I think she gets up abruptly and says, "Ah, uh, I'll I'll be back." Yeah, she's gotta go to the bathroom. She has to go to the bathroom. Quote and, unquote. Yes. And Shane knows why she went into the bathroom. Yeah. 
he she didn't have to explain herself and this i guess like again the writer is trying to show us like this is how connected they were you know what i mean like it's it's almost like they knew each other like yeah from from a time um so it's self-harm that's what that's how yeah. Ava deals with her with her, any of these feelings that come up she deals with doing the self-harm um and so as somebody shane who cares for ava he actually goes up to the door and sort of just like you know He's behind the door talking through. to her yeah and they play one of my favorite games which is called 20, 20 questions. questions really that's one of your favorite games i love it. it's a great way to know somebody you know i hate mean? 20 questions what? man girl let, let me ask you a question right now what makes you happy you see what i mean look at, <laughs> look at the nonsense you're asking me I love 20 questions. <laughs> and I feel like, okay, now they just mean they don't know each other that well. So I feel fair. like 20 questions is a very fair game fair. to play. So they go back and forth. It's it's funny. It's cute. Mm. Um, I think at some point, uh, Shane talks about like how he has a beautiful R&B voice. And, yeah, like, he said he sounds like genuine. He said sounds like genuine. And then like it was like, oh, please, try and sing the thong song. Or try and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she, do something for me. She's like, give me a verse or two. <laughs> um, and it's just really cute. Um, and I guess like as they're doing the 20 questions, they end up like, I don't know, falling asleep again. The girls were tired. Yeah. Um, and by, I guess a couple hours pass and like the door abruptly opens. Um, Shane is leaning on it. So he like sort of like falls in and Ava is completely wet head to toe. Like, I don't know what happened. I think she popped, I think she popped something in, in as well. I think an oxy or something to help mm-hmm. with the migraines. Um, so she was ready to go swimming. That's what they were going. They were going to go swimming. They wanted to do something a little adventurous. I do want to point out actually before even, um, before the buzzing of Ava's phone, um, they were, they wanted to go swimming. They decided they want to go swimming and Shane asked her a very, a question that she's never, I guess, been asked before. It's just like, well, like, is that okay with your head? Because like, I don't know how you feel. So already at this very blossoming love shane is sort of like questioning or just wants to take care of her i'm like yeah i know you have these migraines like yeah. i don't know if swimming is gonna be a good idea like can you handle it and i thought that was really cute because in the book it says that well she's not yeah asked, she's never been asked like how she's doing and i thought that was just a really nice i just a little nice a little nice thing in there <laughs> it made me it made me feel a little <laughs> inside <laughs> girl <laughs> it didn't for you nah Okay, well, anyway, y'all, so um, that's essentially how the chapter ends. You know, they started to go swimming, and everyone's, I guess, happy for a bit. And we jump <laughs> we jump into chapter 13, and now it's Wednesday, girl. It's Wednesday. The time is flying. Um, and what's happening in this chapter? This chapter, Ava decides to save her child from expulsion and further getting kicked out of that private school she's gotta she's gotta go talk to shane so she gets two iced coffees i love me an iced coffee yes you do she um, takes the f train the a train the b train and uptown downtown i don't know how y'all do in new york but that's what she does oh right <laughs> and she goes to where he's at he's posted at james baldwin's house that's what i'm gonna call it james and um she knocks nobody answers she knocks again nobody answers she knocks she kicks it because her hands are full with iced coffee and eventually he shows up and he's like you're here and she's <laughs> like you're here and they're like uh and then they're like okay let's let's go somewhere let's go for a walk so they're walking and they find like a school i think with like bleachers mm-hmm. and they sit there and um 
she like she brings up like the address she's like so this place and he's like yeah this place and he's like She's like, you know, that's where James Baldwin used to stay. And he's like, hey, it's really? Actually where he, I think it's where James Baldwin wrote Another, Another country. country. I was getting there, oh, Hannah. Sorry, love. I didn't know. Go on. My apology. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And then he's like, that's where he wrote Another Country. And he's like, hmm. And then she's like, that's the book you were reading when I first met you. And he's like, you remember. You see, it would have been more exciting had I had the buildup. But, um... Anyways, I'm sorry I took that away from you. I was really excited about it. I'm sorry. I'm really <laughs> sorry. You, 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 can, you can go again. <laughs> it's, it's not too late, girl. We're still young. We're still here. Um, and then he was just like, well, that you're so sentimental. But she's just like, right. Right. Like, the coincidences were not there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. obviously... I think he obviously did it on purpose. But I think he also did it... He also wanted to stay in a place um, of, I guess, one of his, like, admirers. Yeah. So that he can try and write again. Because remind you, y'all, this man cannot... He said that he has not written yeah, a single, single word. You know, like, how you even um put, like, your name on the paper? <laughs> <laughs> or you write page one? I don't think Shane's done that. <laughs> Take the word document. I save it as okay. You know, whatever. And I leave it blank. Yes. I said, I'm going to get back to you, girl. I'm coming you. not even you. done that. Okay. Yeah, he keeps even. opening up new document, new document, <laughs> new document. Um, But he's really honest about to Ava. But he's like, I've not written a single word sober. He's yeah. like, I don't think I know how to write sober. Yeah. Like, I just can't do it. Like, I literally can't do it. And, and he's like, you know, I'm out here just trying to find a new vice like i'm just a healthy one yeah. and he was like looking around so you sober people just walk around like feeling everything yeah and i do. get that we i do. get that bro it's mad though you know what i mean Some, sometimes you just want to have a vice um anyway and she, he also <laughs> asked her about um about well one her migraines and then two the fact that she uh, he's like how did you go to rehab for Mm self-harming and she did go and he's like well your mom sent you like no the police sent me Mm -hmm. and she realizes that um, self-harming comes from a space of uh not having control so with that you're able to have a sense of control yeah and that's why she was doing it because if remember her mom had her up and down the country Mm -hmm. doing every and anything but being a child um so yeah, so she was able to get that under control and she copes. That's why she has a rubber band on her arm that she flicks every now and again. It's basically like her nicotine patch. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, Shane's like, do you want to go create some new vices? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, let's go make adventures. Let's go on an undangerous adventure around town. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they go to a gelato spot. Yeah. I love me some gelato. Mm-hmm. I know. He gets a very weird one. He gets an olive oil. I've one. heard of this before. And I said, I love Italians, but what the hell? I've actually heard of this before. Is it good? I've not yeah. had it. Oh. I've heard of it. Oh, you've heard of it. She's a yeah. Okay, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm more of a, a tart girl, so I love me a raspberry, you know, something, something, like, something, mm, it really hits right here. Right on here. Making me think of my favorite gelato place. It's mm. not here though, but um um and yeah and so they're just you know they're talking and walking which is so cute because it's it's I guess it's June yeah we're, we're in the month of June Wednesday June so yeah seven days in June yeah it's I'm June. I'm the only reason I'm questioning it is because Audrey's in school so you're right but I don't know how private school works <laughs> okay guys have a timetable for mine. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they're walking and talking. And at this point, Ava's just like, listen, I need you to be an English teacher. And he's like, yeah, sure. And 
just like that, Odilia, before she can even say four letters, he just says yes, whatever. Anything. Yeah. And she's like, well, don't you want to know? He's like, well, we can talk about it later. She's like, um, well, okay, whatever. He's so eager to please the girl. That's what I like to hear. That's he what I like to see. He's, he's down bad. I love, I love it. it. Um, so they talk, they continue walking and eating ice cream. Well, Ava is barely eating her because she's, talking. she's so excited about talking about, I guess, I think this is the first, she hasn't had, I guess, a conversation, like an open conversation with somebody like this before or in a very long time because Shane knows her really well. Yeah, she's um, going on about like a show or something. I can't remember what it yeah, was. She was just going on. Hey, wow, girl, you become a social butterfly so quickly. <laughs> Um, and they talk about their addictions, like you mentioned, like he was talking about, you know, the AA meetings and her talking about how the police, like, you know, you know, the self-harm thing. Um, and we go into a conversation that I really like where he talks about the, the women in her, in her life, the women. Oh, mind you, this is a chapter 14 now that they talk about this. Is it chapter 14 they talk about? Yeah. Okay. So they they're walking and they find a bench so that Ava can sit and eat her gelato as it's melting. Mm-hmm. And um, previously that we didn't mention, but like when she had met Shane at the the diner, uh, where he initially ordered that nasty smoothie, mm-hmm. um, he, she mentioned that she had a dream. She just let it slip that she was kind of tired. Like part of her resentment actually towards Shane outside of whatever happened to them as kids is the fact that he was using her story to write and become famous and her his books are so well respected mm-hmm. meanwhile she has to keep turning out these cursed books every single year to like <laughs> keep food on the table and and not that she doesn't love her book she's just tired yeah. and because she has to keep turning them and she's actually late to write one of them girl she's she, not to write 15 cursed yeah 15 oh god she can't write a book that she she wants to write yeah. her dream book yeah and for her she starts to tell shane in 14 her dream book is about her matriarchal lineage mm-hmm. which is the only one she knows but her mom her grandmom great-grandmom and her great-great-grandmom mm-hmm. um because as she's mentioned she's come from a line of crazy people so for, to start with her own mother i don't know if we should go forward or backwards okay let's start at the very beginning so her great-great-grandmother yeah um she was a white passing woman or passant blanc as passant they said blanc. Yeah. In the in the book. And yeah. she she already had a daughter. She abandoned her daughter in Belfleur, where she's from, ran off to New Orleans, got married to a white man, even had a white son. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she the her husband died, left her with a beautiful mansion. Mm-hmm. And this is why I want to go to New Orleans so bad because like the the architecture, we don't build like that anymore. No, we don't. Um but she she couldn't live with herself as as Shane mentions, like, as passing, yeah. which is always something I always wonder. I'm like, how, like, because you're in constant fear that somebody's going to catch you. Yeah. And. Usually someone from your own community. Because yeah. Because let me tell you about the white folk. They're not going to. Because she was passing as what, Sicilian or something? She said she was from somewhere else. I'm, to be honest, even if she was passing as Sicilian, I would be shocked because at the time period, they were not kind to Irish or Italian people either. So. Someone who found her. Um, but nobody caught her. She ended up, yeah. uh, she ended up dying by suicide because she just could not handle it anymore. Yeah. But she left a note that said Passant Blanc. So she exposed herself. Yeah. So Ava has this whole other lineage of white people who she found on 
Facebook. Yes, she did. And they are raging Republicans, like the worst kind. I was like, honestly, it makes sense. Southerners grew up that yeah. way, hard lineage. Makes sense. Yeah. Like, if you show up there, they'll be shocked. So after a great-grandmother, the daughter that she abandoned is her great-grandmother, yeah. who everybody thought was a witch because she used to get these blinding headaches mm -hmm. at church, mm -hmm. the same kind of headaches that Ava gets. Mm -hmm. um, am I skipping? No, no, I feel like I'm skipping. What are you skipping to? How many, is it just the three of them? Maybe it's, it's just her. It's just her great-grandma, her grandma, okay, her so mother, and then she talks about Audrey a little bit. Okay, yes. so her great-grandma, not her great No, her grandma, not her great-grandma. Yeah. But her grandma gets these headaches and she would get them at church so people thought oh my god daughter of the devil yep. you can't handle being the church yep. no the wine was just cheap and <laughs> as ava's figured out for herself cheap wine gives her a headache yep. she's not the only one it doesn't have to be a chronic thing a lot of people feel that way yep. but again we're talking about like the 1940s or whatever the 1950s mm -hmm. they don't they're you know people are still a little a little backwards yes they are um, and so she, one day what happened was her headaches were so bad and her neighbor had been like doing some kind of hard work outside, like yeah. yard work for days. And it drove her so mad that she ended up killing him and she had to run yeah, away. Up <laughs> you go. Exactly. She ran away, left Lizette with a, with an aunt or something, yeah. but was selling like, <laughs> Which branded things in another I, town? I don't know. Is it which branded like jambalaya? Or yeah, like she's like jambalaya. Be like this person's mystical. This yeah, I don't remember like, her girl, name. What in the world? She had a very interesting. It was like Clotilde or something. Yes, something like that. I, yeah. I didn't write it down, but yes, I think it was like Clotilde. so. It was like it clothes, was. mystical. This yeah. Um, and apparently she still finds pictures of it on Pinterest. Why don't I almost check Pinterest like it was real? You know what, Adelia? Something told me that you were going to do that. You know what, Hannah? Let's keep talking. I, I'm sorry. I, I knew it was not real. Because so, I, I, the thought came past me when I said, oh, Dale's definitely going to do this. And I can't But I didn't saying. actually check, you, though. No, you did. You but did. I thought about it for a second. I know. I know. Anyways. And that brings us to Ava's mother, Lizette. Yeah. So Lizette was a pageant queen. Yeah. Um, and she was doing pretty well. I think she made to like Miss Universe until yeah, she, she was did. disqualified. And Shane's like, why is it like a Vanessa Williams type of thing? And mm -hmm. she's like, no, you can't be Miss Universe with a, when you're two, uh, she's in her third trimester. Yeah. Third trimester pregnancy. And like, I was like, Oh, now girl, they're going to disqualify for you for sure. For sure. <clears> oh, absolutely. Um, and of course we know much about this at this point. So like, we know what's going on. Here. But we do know that they tried to go to LA. Yeah. Um, She's too short to model. Her accent was too strong to act. So she became like a professional escort, essentially. Yeah. And as Ava's described, it was good till it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And um, she said she doesn't even really remember the rooms that she stayed in. Just remembers the windows. I yeah. Think. And the views. Like, there was very nice views that she remembers. And Shane's just taking this all in as like you need to write a book and she's like oh and she's like this is the book this is what you're talking about he's like yeah but i'd have to go to bellefleur and i'll have to and she's like he's like go go to bellefleur she's like yeah but i didn't tell audrey i lied and yeah you know she told some really big lies she told her that like lizette um lizette won miss universe <laughs> won miss universe went to switzerland became a model like that's which not a white by lie. the way if you won miss universe or something you can google that 
but maybe like maybe, i think maybe in her mind she, again like my my girl is a, is a child like maybe she didn't go that far you know what i mean maybe she okay just, but she's doing her her grandmother as her feminist hey, icon in school maybe she's taking one of those little white girls are gonna go instead. are gonna go let me google this um this looks funny i'm assuming she's just doing the oral history thing that black people do you know what i mean like whatever your mom tells you just pass it on to your work because it's mm, well she lied yeah, well, she, lied, but she didn't realize <laughs> mama lied like that i was shocked even i even i was upset i was like why do you lie like that that's not a white that's not a small white yeah lie. she said like lizette took her to switzerland and she owned she businesses for princeton which she didn't pay for Princeton. I'm sure we'll find out how Ava actually got to Princeton. Exactly. Um, but yeah, <laughs> big big lies. Let me tell you, big lies because She's definitely even, gonna bite her at some bite her at some point in the future. I think very close. I yeah. imagine the very next chapter I read. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they're having, so Ava is really excited. Like she's barely eating her ice cream. Like it's melting over cause she's talking about th- these women in her, in her family. Um, and you know, because Shane Hall is quite literary you know, quite, Fra- Frank quite, Ocean, quite Frank Ocean in, in society. So yeah. they're, they're sitting publicly and he noticed that there is somebody, there's a creep. There's a, a, girl a girl with pink hair. A girl with a pink ponytail who is like taking pictures of videos yeah. or whatever. And Shane's just like, oh, not this. Funny enough, Ava's not seen them. Yeah. Um, but he's sort of like trying to like, I guess like block her view from seeing both of them. Yeah. Um, he ends up failing. But like, it's crazy. I didn't know he was that big of a deal. I mean, who is Shane Hall, y'all? Only the writer of four <laughs> Pulitzer nominated books, but Yeah, who is that? <laughs> um Anyway, um, I really liked when she talks about, I want her to write the book. Oh, yes. And not to sidetrack, but to sidetrack, something else is like, in her saying that she can't go, she says she doesn't want to, like, uproot her life, essentially. Like, she needs a sense of normality. Um, And he himself also says something uh she says he doesn't want her life to she doesn't want her life to fall apart and he's encouraging her and then she's like shane why have you not said my name at all that's true he says like i can't say your new name and he's like why and she's like similarly like i don't want to fall apart like because he knows there's jean via everything about her i guess his own ideas of her like this ava character is not who he knows Mm -hmm. but I thought that was important as the pink hair girl comes up to them. Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, do you guys want to come to our dream house or a nap house or whatever it was? Yeah. So this this girl with the ponytail, this creep, um, there's an exhibit <laughs> going on called the doll, the dream house or the doll house. I don't know. One of the two. But Ava's heard of it. And Ava's heard of it. It's essentially a place where adults go to nap, y'all, to meditate. Nap. Yeah. It's supposed to be artsy, but also like. A way for you to like recover and heal yourself it's a exactly. very strange concept but anyway they're down for it so i guess they're going to at exhibition. this point we do learn a little bit about the pink haired girl she's uh she's into uh she herself i think is latinx yeah so she's into like brujeria yes she is um so of course she's a fan of cursed because who doesn't love a witch of color <laughs> Um, so she's taken this picture and shared it into the curse Facebook group. It's like, yeah. y'all, guess look who, who I just saw? And we already have theories about these two. So, um, so you know. And they go into the room and they're laying there. And that leads us into chapter 15, which I call Audrey's interlude. Yes, because <laughs> it's about time we started hearing some POVs from our girl Audrey. Because I didn't what happened to her? 
a lot has happened to her. I wanted to know, like, how are you feeling, girl? Is everything okay with you? Because I know you, you got suspended and stuff. Yeah, and so, oh, and we didn't mention in the morning, she just left the house. She didn't talk to her mom, and her mom didn't talk to her. Yeah. So, you know, they're... I mean, they said some harsh words to each other, so I'm assuming the next morning, I, I, I too, am going to have my son a little breakfast. In okay, the well, Audrey started, <laughs> so. Well, still, but, like... When you're in the heat of the moment, you got to be really careful how you say things because you don't know how it's going to be delivered. Um, but Audrey, what you did was wrong. Mama, what you said was wrong because you made her feel a certain way. Because she's the only parent that she, the only parent that Audrey knows is her mother. Whatever. So, of course, she made it feel, felt, she felt away. And I think I'm with Audrey. I stand with Audrey. Hashtag. I don't. Anyway, but so I now, get it. in this chapter, uh, Audrey is in detention. Yes, all day detention. All I've had day that. Detention. I've never ever been there, girl. I don't know what that life is for you. <laughs> I'm a pray for you. <laughs> what is that? It's when you sit. At least she's sitting in like a teacher's room. You just sit. I just sit in the principal's With office. Your books and you, yeah, think. it's the most boring thing you can do. Ugh. I mean that like old prep school that they're in. I could just imagine like hardwood floors, like everyone like creaking as people walking. But I don't know what. That's not my life. Anyway. So Audrey is in detention and she's with, she's, she's in detention with one of the most annoying people in the school. I think her name is Parsley something. First of all, why the heck Girl. is your name Parsley? No, I had to, I, I thought to myself, wait, Parsley, like Parsley, like the herb? Yes. I said, no. I hate when y'all give your kids these ridiculous names. I bet Parsley has physical basil. <laughs> people do name <laughs> their the brother, kids. Cilantro. <laughs> nope. The brother would be Basil because that's what they, they're like. Oh, Basil! Here's oh, Basil. and Basil. And the the daughter would probably be like Cinnamon or something. <laughs> Come here, little Cuban. Come here, Cuban. I hate names like that. Like you guys. Oh, love just, you, little curry powder. You know, trend on TikTok. <laughs> we're just like, okay, you guys. These are regular sounding um words, but yeah. like imagine them as baby. I names. hate that name. That trend. Yeah. Because why are you bringing forth chlamydia? <laughs> like y'all, chlamydia. How about chlamydia? <laughs> um, no. Just honestly, call me call me old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened to a good Barbara? You know, you know Stacy. You know what I mean? Sabrina. Oh, I love a Sabrina. <laughs> a Mary. Oh, um, my God. Josephine. Oh, you know, if you are lost with names, just go pick a Victorian name. You know what I mean? George, William, Harry. Just pick one of the royals. There, you got a name. There's no need for you to be naming your kid. The one that I saw that, listen, if that's what you want to name your kid, fine. No, nah, let me judge. What name was it? <laughs> it was James Backwards. James Backwards. Wait. S- Samaje. <laughs> and I said, y'all have gone too far. No. You need to start regulating these baby names. What? Samaje. And you know what? I'm still not over you. Like everybody in the 2000s naming their kid Nevea, which was heaven backwards. Never heard of that. You've never heard Nevea? Nope. I Nevea was peak biracial girl name. Like, and I'm just like, just just name her. You know Rita. What? Now that we're on the names, this stalker that is looking at Shane and Ava as we speak, I think her name is Charlie. With like a du- with two eyes at the end, Charlie with two two eyes. I think it's mentioned in the book. Oh, probably. And that kind of threw me off. I said, "Why the hell?" Is there two eyes? Yeah, like because there's no e. You know, I worked with someone called Cricket before. Cricket. <laughs> yeah, her name was Cricket. <laughs> and every single time I say, "Nah, nah, nah," this is too much, Cricket. <laughs> what's what's your sister name? Roach. Anyway, <laughs> so- Roach and Cricket is crazy. <laughs> 
taking me out a little bit. Okay, so Audrey's intention with Parsley, who is no, who is a sister of Basil, and um, they're just sitting there now. Parsley is is okay. Is I can't lie. Parsley is a tyrant. She is because the things that she's saying, she's claiming another girl is copying her. Yeah. And it's like, don't you all shop at Justice or whatever? Like, <laughs> I hate it when y'all, I hate it when y'all say, she's copying my style, copying my style. Listen, in the fast fashion world, Asia <laughs> makes the same jacket 300 times, okay? <laughs> there is one for everybody, okay? So Honestly. if you see somebody wearing the same jacket as you, girl, you're not original, you're not unique. Okay. None, none of that stuff. Anyway, so Parsi's, you know, she's chat, 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 chatting here. And like, I'll just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. It, it, it is what it is. But of course now we're having a lot of like internal thoughts about how Audrey feels about the fight that she had with her mother. It comes across that Audrey really idolizing her mom. Like at 3 a.m. It's a little scary. A little bit. Because some of the things that they do as a mother, daughter, it's like, we gotta have boundaries. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. <laughs> So like at 3 a.m. she'll just show up to her mom's bedroom and just like cuddles next to her, which is okay on nights that there's a thunderstorm. But every <laughs> night, girl, every night, no, unacceptable. I'm not taking that from you. Here's and parenting I, advice from a woman who does not I have. I don't children. have any spawn, but like I, I can definitely contribute. <laughs> spawn is crazy. I can definitely contribute to the conversation. Can I? No, I do think it. But again, it is the life of an only child. Exactly. That's why you can't have only children because he do crazy oh, things like this. Friends, like. <laughs> Things to do, like leave me alone. Like the fact that she says when she was certain ages, she used to like you literally waste birthday wishes, wishing that her mom would be like her age, oh, so that they yeah. could be like Be BFFs. Go make a friend. I don't know if because I come from a culture where your parents are not your mates. <laughs> that could never happen to me. I'm even like, girl, listen up here. Okay, like, I got things to I'm do. I'm big, you're small, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Um, but and yeah, she's a, she's definitely in her field. She definitely feels like she's a burden to her mom. Before that, though, she does describe like being very like calm in school. Even when she feels a way about something, mm -hmm. she tries to remain kind of neutral. Mm -hmm. And um, she also she also just like tries to even if someone says something about her mom because the the general public knows what her mom does for a living yeah she'll defend her mom down like she'll be like that's your business your mom i think one little girl didn't want to come to her birthday because her mom is this quote-unquote smut peddler yes yeah, and she peddler. said <laughs> look at hana giggling like a school child and she said peddler too. <laughs> crazy she said, um, well, your mom is just repressed and she needs what she should not have done. She's like, you need to get this type of dildo. And I was like, Ava, maybe we shouldn't share everything with our child. I don't know. Yeah. Um, like, I understand that modern way of parenting. Like, I definitely yeah. feel like, you know, like, of course, you teaching your child, like, these are the appropriate names for different private parts yes. or whatever. Like, oh, understand. But, like, there are some things that maybe you should really do high from your Like, kids. maybe you should share it with Cece or Belinda. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Yeah um yeah um but she also talks about like the dichotomy of like her mom is this erotic writer yeah and for a lot of us even as we're grown up we don't see our parents as like full-fledged human beings mm. so she doesn't view her mom as a sexual person she views her as mommy yeah and so when she 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 says she describes it as like the idea of like if your mom was like a Pokemon if she was Pikachu and Pikachu was talking about porn. Yeah. It's just weird. Like she she's not able to put together that this person is her mom. And like again, a lot of us 
don't i still personally believe i was made from um immaculate conception (laughs) said she came from clay and whatever (laughs) a pelican came down and dropped her into her parents arms uh it's a what's that bird i think it was a pelican no it's something with an s a stork. Um, stork. You guys yes. a pelican. They I do look like pelican. pelicans, though. They have, like, yeah. the big beaks. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, mm. But, yeah. I that's how, So, I, I get what Aubrey's saying. Like, she's unable to just... But she she recognizes her mom is home. Yeah. Her dad is a fun little vacay. It's cute or whatever. Yeah. But her mom in New York are home. But one thing I said about... I, Aubrey said that, like... I was like, okay, here we go. A little private school. What uh, She said... She didn't even really feel the private school. She said she wanted to go to public school so that she could emerge herself in oppression. Yeah. I I was like, girl. This is where the classism sort of comes in. (laughs) Because, no, no. Like, you sound ridiculous. Like, oh, you want to go hang around the povo so that you could you could blend in? Okay, Oliver Twist. Like, shut so you up. You feel what they're feeling. You, you, no matter how hard you try and, like, you know, throw yourself in that situation, you'll never, ever feel what, like, Ty is feeling. In yeah, school. exactly. You know what I mean? Like, these are two. And honestly, girl, it's not enjoyable. To you, it's romanticizing. Yeah. But to them, this is, like, really hard and, and difficult. And I get her to a certain extent because she is a black child in what I assume is a very white school. Yeah. Um, but like, just tell your mom to help you join like girl guides for black girls or something. Like, it's never that serious. You're right. Like you, but she does share that she doesn't. She since having this fight with her mom, she feels like well, prior to that, she always felt like she wasn't enough for her mom. Nothing that she, and I think every kid's had this moment. Nothing that I do is ever enough for you. It never is. <laughs> never satisfied. They really aren't. Constantly begging and nagging, like please, I'm doing the best I can. And then when you accomplish what they need, they start asking for new things. And you're like, oh my God. I know. That goalpost is just keep, it keeps shifting. It's like, what? It was right here yesterday. It was right here. It's like, get good grades. Get into school. Yeah. Okay, do that. Get a good job. Okay, get married. Get this. And you're just like, can I live? Can you I can't. live? So, Audrey, sweetie, it will never stop. Yeah. But um, but she also says like she feels like she's... What her mom revealed, it makes her seem like she's a burden to her mom, as Hannah mentioned. Yeah. Um, and of course it makes her feel like, I don't know, it feels like, well, I'm a burden and I should just leave. Or like, I don't know. I feel like that's, I feel like that's how Audrey would work. Because she's 12. Yeah. Because I used to pack my bags and, and my parents, I'm leaving the house tonight. My dad's like, yeah, go ahead. But let me tell a girl, I could make it down the shop. <laughs> I can't make it down the shop. I'll be right back there and say, Ooh, what's for dinner? I'm sorry. That was one thing I never did. I never packed anything you to go nowhere. You never did, Adelia? Where was I gonna go? Girl, that shop, I told you. <laughs> no, first of all, I was not even really allowed to go outside without my parents' permission. Uh, so I wasn't just gonna pick up and go. Can I tell something? My parents laughed at me. <laughs> I can imagine. They laughed and said, of course you're back. Because like, <laughs> Where are you gonna go? Yeah, there's nowhere to go. But it's it's like... I don't know what it is. Like, you're not thinking straight. It's like no. You, you have this, you feel empowered to like, yeah, like, what are you going to do without me? They're going to do just fine, girl. <laughs> <laughs> they said, damn, one left plate is nice. She like, you got seconds today. <laughs> no, like, literally, I, I think I read or saw a video of something like that where the mom was like, okay, well, here's a toothbrush. Um, You got to make sure you still brush like every, you know, twice a day. And it was Ramona and Be- Beezus. Yeah. Oh my god, I used to love those books. It's by um Judy Bloom, I think. Mm-hmm. No. Beverly Clearly? Well, 
I'm so sorry to whoever it's by, but it's the Ramona series and she was going to run away because she had, she had had a hard life. You know, she was a kindergarten dropout. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And she's like, I'm going. Yeah, of course. And her mom's like, okay, just package it. She did the same thing. She's like, you're not going to stop me. Like, (laughs) that's exactly what it is. You want them to feel something to be moved at what you're doing, but they don't care. They said less bills. She's like, I'm going, but they also know you're gonna come back. Like, eventually, you're gonna turn around and come back, or they're gonna look for you. So, in Ramona's case, they looked for her and were like, yeah. Okay, just come home, sweetie. Like, it'll be fine. Like, the neighborhood with kids will stop laughing at you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, I, yeah, I never, I used to think I'd be like, When I'm older, I'm not coming back. But I was like, I think at that age, I was like, I know I'm too small to leave. <laughs> I don't know. It's a very crazy feeling to decide to leave the house. Cause I definitely did it. I only did it once, but like, I felt empowered. Like I was like, wow, but I knew it was not going that far. No, because yeah. you know what? I, <laughs> I don't think I could have done it. What would you have even said? I'm thinking about now, where would I have gone? I only knew two places, my house and the shop, the hasty market. Yep. Exactly. And school. Exactly. So where was I going to stay to at? The shop and back to the house. <laughs> Because then you realize, oh, you need money. Oh, yeah, they give me the money for that. Anywho, so um, I feel like that's I feel like that's the attitude that Audrey's probably going to try and, like, lead with moving forward. I don't yeah. know. We'll see in the next couple of chapters. But before this chapter ends, um, the TA or the, te- the teacher assistant who is watching over oh, crazy. Um, Parsley and um, and Audrey... I'm like, sorry, that name is so ridiculous. I'm so Parsley? sorry. I keep saying it because I just want to get... I want to get used to it. Like, what? Parsley, no. come here. Dinner's ready. Like... That's awful. Anyway, his name is Mr. Josh, the TA who's watching over these two girls. Um, and he comes up to, he's like very like frantic. And he comes up to Audrey saying, um, can, can we have a quick chat? I'm just like, now what the hell is going on here? And he says, I did not know your mom knew Shane Hall. And she's just like, what are you talking about, my guy? Like, I'm in detention. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm sad. I had an argument with my mom yesterday. Like, what do you want from me, Mr. Josh? And just like, yeah, your mom, your mom definitely knows Shane Hall. And so Audrey knows of the Shane Hall. Yeah. But she calls his books F Train books. books. Yeah. <laughs> Which I I didn't, I didn't really So they're essentially meant, books like, people read on the subway. Oh, to, pretentious books. Yeah. That's to what it seem is. like they're they're, you know, they're smarter or whatever. Which is interesting because I'm thinking to myself, well, Audrey doesn't know that this eight is basically her, her mom. Her mom. I didn't even deep that. So I'm thinking to myself, interesting like i did she not maybe, do that she's, she's all about like i want me and my mom to be bffs and everything but does she really know her mom no and she she's not even supposed to know she's not those supposed details to know her mom, but like she she thinks of her mom in this like extravagant way i'm just like you have to look at your mom as a, a human being someone who has had a lived experience you know what i mean yeah um so it's very interesting that she's just like f train book guy mm, okay whatever anyway mr josh is so excited because the girl who um invited them um shane and ava to that dream house thing basically put in a group chat i guess yeah like, just spreading around and so mr josh is like well look at here with shane hall she's just like what the actual fuck that's what she says i think she says oh. what the actual fuck or something yeah she's line. she does mention that she tries not to swear or anything yeah but after she receives this information mind you prior to this mr what's his face josh josh is like trying to make her take a usb drive of his manuscript yes. to give to okay. her mom to give to shane to and i was like what the heck yeah, because he's just like, You're well, fired. if your mom knows Shane Hall, can you send him a little draft for my little book? Like, Why do you think Shane wants to read that? Exactly. Also, you don't think this is... You don't care about your job. No, That's what doesn't. I've realized. 
No, he doesn't. Um, but yeah, that is how that's how these couple chapters end. Oh yeah, and then and then Audrey's like, "What the actual fuck?" Or she yeah. says something, and then she yeah, starts she's like, crying. Yeah, she feels overwhelmed by everything. Overwhelmed and, and confused because she thinks to herself, "Well, her mom got a man." Yeah, like, she can't really like put oh, two and two together. And she does say to herself, "She's like." And she sees the picture of her mom. She's like, she looks really happy. Yeah. So that means she's happy without me. Yeah. And you see? she's blaming me for not for stopping her from being happy. Yeah. But here she is happy. Yeah. And she's just she's just yeah. having a twelve year old's mind. Yep. Because that's that. You know what? Um, I think I think I kind of relate to Ava in that sense. And Ava, Audrey in that sense, honestly. If I because I remember at that age feeling a little bit sensitive yeah to how things were moving around like my relationship with my with my parents like i think that's how it was oh no for sure the whole mm-hmm. time i was reading this i was like oh mother daughter relationships like ex- <laughs> and she she does mention she's like most tweens at that age they're they don't like their moms yeah. like they struggle with relationships because that's when you're changing you're growing you suddenly become i say that's when you really become sentient as mm-hmm. a human being mm-hmm. because you start to have your own thoughts and whether they're good or bad or whatever it's like oh my god but like audrey but the thing is audrey's also been lucky and unlucky because her mom is so open with her yep so she's able to be her friend and sometimes more her friend than her parent mm-hmm. which i think is going to come back and bite her in the butt now because her child's going to be like why are you with this man yeah what are you doing with this man yep you know you didn't tell me that you knew this person and she's gonna she's eventually gonna have tell her that lizette is not no miss universe she's a you know, a small pageant queen from Belfleur, New Orleans. Yep, and you know, she was <laughs> she was she was cursed. Audrey also mentioned that she doesn't really see her grandmother often. Like yeah. she comes, but like um Ava mentions that she's afraid of planes, so and there's school and work and things. Yeah. Well, of course she can't spend too much time because eventually the lies will catch up. But they um they do catch up real quick. Oh yeah. In the next couple of chapters, I'm I'm definitely gonna see a lot of conflict. So oh, no. Oh, but you know the drill, girl. There's always I gonna do, be some conflict. But I always try and pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, here we are. Okay, and it's Wednesday <laughs> in the books. Um. Okay. So I, I imagine when we pick up, it'll be Thursday. I'm not sure, but I feel like it'll be Thursday. You think, thir- you think Thursday? God, Unless Audrey. Yeah. Unless Audrey confronts her mother as soon as she like mm. gets home maybe because i'll be heated i'm like okay it's time it's time it's time to tell you what i really think <laughs> or maybe she might run off i don't know one of the two why where would she run to to cc's house um so Crazy. yeah i really like these last couple of chapters um we get to know more about uh ava a lot more about shane a lot more yeah. about how they became to be ava and shane um or eight and sebastian whichever one y'all want to take um and what were your favorite sections from him? So definitely the text from Ty. Yeah. Uh, it felt like, <clears throat> you know that season of The Wire, season four with all the kids? Yes. And just knowing that the kids were okay sometimes. That's yes. what that felt like. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that. I think for me that was top, like number one. And then number two is obviously Ava just telling us about like, the women in her life yeah like i love that kind of stuff me too like i think it'll be a a fantastic book to read as well honestly if there's a real book like that i want to read it i think that'd be so interesting williams if she can take (laughs) out of the book 
to honestly make you know what i mean maybe she's pulling from her own like familial line she's a creole woman as yeah. well so that's true. i think that'd be interesting um yeah um i i think we had the same um favorites i yeah that, that thai conversation it was brief but it gave me everything i needed yeah like, just knowing i'm just like i feel for this child i'm really attached to this child and i want and i, I really want him to be successful him and his girl yeah the girl is. i i hope i just hope he continues on that path and like really does escape that environment if they can because honestly when you know when tia williams described that ava when you know her um her offer to Princeton got uh, rescinded and talking mm-hmm. like Princeton was supposed to save her. Even like the word, like the name Princeton yeah, and like saving. I'm just like, that's what I guess like people in the situations are looking for. I'm looking for that great, that great escape, that great opportunity to get out. Yeah. I just want that for all. I want it for all the kids. Honestly. Honestly. Um, anyway. So yeah, I feel, I feel full. You know what I mean? I feel I feel at peace. Also, side note, we have talked about Audrey's full name before we get out here. It's Audrey Audrey Zora um Audrey Zora Tony Mercy Tony Moore. Mercy Moore. Yeah. Crazy. Like some of my some of my favorite um writers. To you be should honest. have thrown Angela in there too. And how about Maya? <laughs> That'd be too long. <laughs> oh, now it's gonna be too no, long. That's too long, girl. I gotta have like a, a a taste in the mouth for it. You know, it sound like she's gonna be a celebrity therapist, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And Audrey's also gonna be very shocked to find out that her last name is Mercy Moore. Her mother's last name is Mercier. Yeah. So she's gonna be like, oh my god. Oh. Well, it is, girl. What are you mean? And you know what's really sucky? Or sucks. I don't know why I said sucky, but yeah. <laughs> I said, what in the English <laughs> is uh the fact that Audrey it's twenty nineteen, right? And mm-hmm. they've already mentioned TikTok exists. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I hate? When people go on TikTok sharing their family secrets, yeah. I imagine Audrey being that type of person. Like the minute <laughs> she finds out, she's gonna be like, And my grandma, they said that she was a uh, witch and she was this, and she'll be using like the millennial pause up in there. I that far, girl. I just hate that for my girl Ava because Audrey, I mean, she's already putting people's business on Snapchat. You're right. You're right. So I don't know. But people do that on TikTok all the time. They'll be like, my dad was a murderer. I know. And you're just like. It's like, please. Do you know it's Tuesday? Down. Like, you don't need to tell random people. I don't know who, what the FBI is working on today. You, know, <laughs> you could be on their list today. There was that. I saw one like that where this girl was like, when I was a kid, I killed my sister. And I um, I did this and this and then nothing happened. And I was like, you're Look literally. Your life, girl. <laughs> what do you mean nothing happened? I'm looking at that heart there. I'm seeing 300,000 views. Huh. <laughs> Well, something's about to happen, girl. Because <laughs> they've been looking for you. <laughs> they have been looking what? for you. That case has been open. You are going to jail. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she was just like, and then this happened. I was like, what? What are you talking about? I think but, as a society, we have lost shame. or like And the, the art of secrets. Secret. Yeah. Like, you can say that stuff in the privacy of your own home. Look at me allowing you. Like, go ahead. Like, I'll just somebody. Okay, sure, girl. No problem. <laughs> But if you go on TikTok, that's on you, girl. Like, you and don't have I to tell us. your name to the cops. Yes, it was her. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to go to jail. Can you imagine me? Oh, Why would it. you go to jail for a TikTok? I don't know, girl. I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is we need, Hannah's right, we need to bring back shame and we need to bring back secrets. Had shame and secrets been involved, Audrey would not have been posting that stuff on Snapchat. Exactly. 
but and that boy wouldn't have the the gall to talk about his mom as well like confess that like audrey is his therapist still odelia what do you mean still <laughs> like maybe some things you gotta keep because like you know i think about it like if i go to my therapist and i say well i feel like killing myself she's gonna say something she's not gonna say something she's gonna call the police exactly <laughs> i'm knock 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 wellness check like obviously for obvious reasons regulation is needed in these situations they have to but be like, to no, be fair you? though they are kids and that's why they're dumb enough to do these things that's you're right that's why audrey will be on tiktok going story time the time that my grandma was pregnant during miss universe part one there's seven parts y'all part two she'll be like wow guys i didn't know there'd be this many viewers anyway to catch you up um my god i'm just so surprised so many people saw my tiktok on a very global app anyways to catch you up so lizette was married to this guy like it'll be awful for ava it would be terrible very terrible now she can't go to prep school no more i mean it was already on the line which was it you know like here you go here you go here you go your miserable life now (laughs) you'd be begging for it hey some of us went to public school it wasn't that bad um anyway we're digressing (laughs) um you guys make sure to follow us on instagram instagram and twitter at romantically lit um and please 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 let us know what you think about the the last couple of chapters and the one we have today um and yeah let us know your thoughts you know what i mean any comments any feedback please go ahead and let us know and we'll be back next week with chapters 15 to 21 we're getting to the second half of the book so we're getting to the part where i've already been attached and then i'm gonna have to let go of it and it'll be sad well we'll move you know what i mean (laughs) like the girls say we move um but yeah i'm loving it so far and it's making me want to really read uh the perfect find now that it's becoming a it's coming out a couple of weeks on netflix mm-hmm. not to do free promo or anything but uh yeah i think we should read that on here at some point but yeah okay cool well take care stay safe bye bye, bye. bye.